Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 23rd of April 2012. For newcomers, you should always make use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll find hundreds and hundreds of audios for free download where I go through uh, the, the big change that happened over 100 years ago to do with the push towards a, a global government system. And that includes all the big uh, corporations, two international corporations, the big cabal, uh, that now are prominent in our lives. They're deciding really where we're all going along with governments, a type of, a type of fascism, you might call it that, and beyond fascism even, to micromanagement of every individual, an old plan where the corporations would take over all the resources of the world, and basically the public would be kept in the little ghetto areas. It could even be big ghetto areas like this big city as they overcrowd them because that's the plan under Agenda 21, the Millennium Project. And, of course, you'll hear more about that at, at the upcoming Rio Plus 20 uh, meeting they're having in, in June or, or July or so. So, anyway, uh, help yourself to the website. Find out who the big players are. Find out how you're manipulated so easily, too, by the way, because you're conditioned to be manipulated by the big players. That's what your education system's for. That's what entertainment's for and the media. So help yourself to that. Remember, too, uh, that you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on guests who can allow you into sleep and then start selling you products once I've got you all hyped up. So I uh, depend on you, the audience, to support me by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And remember, from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use personal checks, international postal money orders, you can use PayPal, and some people just send cash. And across the world, you can use Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. Straight donations are really, really awfully welcome at this uh, bad time with uh, people losing their jobs and uh, the inflation just going up like crazy. Because that's the plan, of course. Nothing happens on a large scale without planning for years for every, every part of it. Years in the planning. Years and years. So... Uh, never think things are just happening out of chance by chance as, as developments occur. It's all to do with planning from wars to even what inflation would be at this particular time, probably set up five years ago or before the crash with the banks, because even that was planned as well. To bring you into a so-called austerity, if you notice the banks are wealthier than ever before, and um, that they're awfully, awfully well out of, out of that crash. And so we're bailed out by your tax money, plus they kept the houses and all the, all the, all the uh, junk mortgages they had too. They still have the houses as well. Not a bad deal, eh? Where the government always comes to your rescue with your taxpayers' money. So help yourself to that, as I say, and I try and chronicle uh, the what we can trace to be the foundations of these organizations that came together in the 1800s 
with the, remember, international corporations had been around for an awful long time, even with Queen Elizabeth I, with her, the East India Company they set up. And they also had the Dutch East India Company as well. And these are corporations that became international hundreds of years ago. Uh, even when they set up America, they gave grants to big corporations. Canada was split up, for instance, in Fraser, the Fraser Company and other ones too, and Hudson's Bay Company, many others. Vast territories of land basically given to them uh, uh, to use and plunder, which they did uh, for, the, for the fur years and for the natural resources. And, and amongst America, all the Americas was the same at that time. So incredibly powerful even hundreds of years ago, even perhaps more so now, because they have government in their pockets. Government is a, a part of this system, and governance is a complete uh, association of all these organizations working together. Uh, and plans and works by big foundations that truly are fronts for the international moneylenders. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and tonight I was going to touch on behavior modification, because we live under constant behavior modification. Political correctness is part of that too, where the big boys uh, come out with some brainstorming, they call it brainstorming when they all get together with new ideas, and how to manipulate the public so that we eventually manipulate ourselves in the required method and direction. And you find that um, the big corporations, of course, are inter- completely interwoven uh, with all governments today, and that's not by chance. That was a system that Carl Quigley, Professor Carl Quigley, talked about would emerge uh, when the big, um, the new feudal system he, he talked about would come in over across across the whole world, the global system, where the CEOs of corporations would be the new feudal overlords, he said. And sure enough, the, the government, they have no time for the public anymore. They simply work with big lobbyists uh, from corporations. And uh, we find corporations are doing, even ones involved in the war industry are the ones doing our census. They're the ones that actually get our taxes. They do our taxes in India. They farm out to India through, a, again, um, a, a war industry company. Britain's basically privatized its whole nuclear war industry uh, to, uh, again, Lockheed Martin and companies like that. So understand there's no such thing anymore as government in the old form where they were supposed to be responsible for everything they were involved in and they're supposed to tell the public what it was about. Uh, With the corporations involved, uh, you're really under this new corporate feudal system. And that was always the plan. That's why governments aren't, are completely cooperating with them. That's why the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations across the whole planet have, have got their boys in place as prime ministers, presidents, and have for a, a hundred years. This is the system we're going into. But now it's time to really, really train the herd. And we have been trained uh, since really in so many ways in different phases of this big program for the last hundred years. 
right down to the, uh, the destruction of the family unit, so the, along with you know, rock and roll or pop and, and drugs, of course, and the pill, and the massive push for promiscuity. And you end up really with single mums now and then when the ones who want to have children, they don't need men. And the government catered for that for a long time with the welfare system. They encouraged it, and now they're, they're pulling it all away from under their feet in places like Britain. It served its purpose. People will no longer bond, you see, for life, that kind of thing. All very successful because we, we have so many dynamics working upon us by professionals uh, from above, always from above, and working through the media entertainment and education to make you go in the desired direction without you even knowing you're being um, manipulated and conditioned and controlled. And the big share, the big uh, move now is to go into the next phase, which is to do with insurance companies. Because if you go into insurance companies, and Jack Satali wrote about that, the big guy at the United Nations, uh, after atten- attending hundreds and hundreds of um, meetings to do with the United Nations and the big corporations that help them run it, uh, all under the launch of international affairs, because that's who put up the United Nations in the first place as a big front. But uh, he mentioned that insurance companies will bring on or participate in our lives uh, from now on, basically, in a very big, major way, uh, right down to purchasing food. Uh, are you healthy? Um, if you are healthy, uh, should you be eating this food? And not literally the day is going to come, and he mentions this too, where you'll walk into a supermarket and you'll have little implants under the skin. I'll start with cards, of course, and, and voluntary programs. They're already, they're already out, by the way, uh, to, to do with um, you. And you walk in, you're scanned with biometrics, and then you're given a, a shopping. Your shopping list is punched in, and, of course, it'll say, no, you shouldn't eat this, this, and this, and this. If you do, there'll be so many penalty points against you, and your employers will know, and things like that. I'm not kidding. It's already here. But now it's voluntary right now. Everything's voluntary till it's institutionalized. You understand, the more things are done with this group over there, and you hear about it vaguely until your boss says the same thing. Oh, you, you may participate in this program here. It's all biometric programs. And, uh, or they'll give you an incentive to start off. They'll give you a cash of 50 bucks off your groceries, something like that, you see. To get you started off. Same as it did with the, with the credit cards and the stores, your convenience cards. Do you have the store's convenience card for your drugstore, for your grocery store, and you got a point system? You know, we're just little animals, you see. And we all, we all, most folk go for that. I didn't, I didn't take any cards, but most folk do go for that. And, and they think, oh, they've got a few, a few bucks off their weekly or monthly groceries. And that's enough for them to give up all this information to, to these agencies, which, which, which which work with government. I mean, they work with government. In Canada, they have air miles. That's one of the big ones uh, that's used in the grocery stores. And so the, the government also gets a copy of everything you buy to eat and how much you buy to eat. They know how many is in the family, and they work it out, etc. Uh, and, uh, and it's all basically making a profile of you. They already have all your other profiles from the Internet and your telephone calls and texting. So to do with your eating habits and what kind of food you eat. And air miles also, oddly enough, I mean, in Canada, the, the liquor stores are run by the government, you see. Big taxes for, for, for booze. And um, air miles there too. So they know how much you're drinking as well. 
So eating and drinking, they know exactly what you're drinking, how much you're drinking. Is it good for you, bad for you? And they'll, they do all these surveys to do with your drinking habits plus your diets, you see. Now, because they're both now, you see. And they come up with a profile for you. And then the insurance companies will come down on you shortly and, and say, you know, you, you drink too much of that. And then you're eating this, this fatty food along with it, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get a dressing down. And then you get a health warning, you see. Because your health systems are authorities now. They're health authorities. And they start to bring you, oh, we've noticed uh, you're eating and drinking this and that. And we'd like to have a word with you. And, and, and we'll get together and, and make a, an agenda for you, a personal profile for you, what you should eat. And I'm not kidding. This is what it's all about. Micromanagement. I said this years ago of every individual in every area of your life. They started with the children, remember. At school. They've already been conditioned to have a little chat with some officer every so often. You know, their personal assigned officer to do with their mental well-being and all that kind of thing. Their guidance counselors. Uh, and, and you, and that's trained them. They're trained and ready for the next step. That's what you always do. Do a generation or more, uh, with one technique and then push it into their adult life. And they'll accept that it's been quite natural. And when your boss says you've got to wear this pedometer, which they're putting out by the way, they're giving lots of employees through their insurance companies, if they give them a little incentive, just like an animal, you know, give them a dog biscuit and the dog will jump hoops for you. Same with people too. Oh, well, you know, or you could win so much bucks worth off your groceries. If you wear a pedometer for a week or two weeks and, and, and let us have access to your movements and how far you walk every day or week and so on. That's all here. And as I say, at the moment it's voluntary, but it's all to go and be mandatory. And then they start, Big Brother starts dictating to you. They're already dictating to folk who are stuck with this stuff, stuff as employees in corporations. But anyway, there's an example here too. It's the Wise Markets grocery chain, I guess they are, in the States. They're paying $50 for people to have biometric scans via the Staywell Health Management Company. A wellness organization, this wellness vagueness, like the goodness, you know, and all that. The company also runs healthcare for British Petroleum, amongst others for health risk assessments. And I'll put some links up tonight at the end of, of the, the talk so that other ones can have up in their sites tomorrow as well. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll, I'll go through this and also touch on this one here. It's to do with, uh, screening, um, Here's one, stay well biometric screening form. It says, please use this form to record your biometric screening results taken by your health care provider. Simply have the physician complete this form at the time of your screening, or if you've received a screening with the past six months, you can enter the results on the form. Be sure all fields in the form are filled in, etc., etc. And then if you do all this stuff, once you've done your data, you'll be ready to enter into the health risk questionnaire, which will be available at the beginning. That was from February the 2nd. And it's got vanguard.onlinestaywell.com, you see. And this is all how, these are all trial tests this, of stuff that's going to be used on the general population. Consent, it's a consent form and all the rest of it. And the Staywell Health Management can use all the data which they obtain from you in all their studies. So you've got to, just like, just like you're, you're already trained through it through all the apps for your computer and your phones, you know. Tick this, tick that, do you agree to blah, blah, blah. And just, yeah, 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 take my firstborn as well. And, and this is much like a computer program, this. So it's really much the same thing. You're already trained to it, you see. 
and they'll test your, your they'll follow you with, with your height, weight, blood pressure, cholesterol, HDL, and glucose, and various other things as well. Then they'll start to manage you. So that's how easily it's done. And it's happening all over the place, again, at the same time. And um, your mainstream news, maybe or maybe will not, give you, you know, oh, so, here's so-and-so, she works at so here's a little pedometer, and you see her walking the streets, and that. And be quite happy. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're taking care of my health now. They want to know how I'm, how well I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well guess what folks, down the road, you'll have to already have done all these things for every employer, uh, to, to get a job somewhere else. You understand where it's all supposed to go? And if you have refused them, you won't get a job. And this other one is called Absolute Advantage, the Workplace Wellness Magazine. It says ROI Bullseye. And it's demonstrating results with population health management. And it says when you add population health management to your health promotion program, skyrocketing healthcare costs are forcing us to look at new ways to deal with disease. Population health management combines the resources of employers, benefit plan providers, uh, that's your insurance companies, and health promotion practitioners to better manage the health of both high-risk and low-risk employees. And it's also to do with behavior Modification. What to eat, what not to eat, how much to walk, how much to jog, etc. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, talking about how the systems of management, or management systems as they like to call it, are running your lives and to be more intrusive into your, you won't think they're intrusive because you'll get points and little, just like animals, you know, give them so many points or you get points at buying so many groceries. How many points have you earned this week? You know, that's how you train animals and, and you get chimps as well and do the same thing. They can, they can pull levers and, and jump up and down and do little funny things. And then, then you show them the lever and it pulls a lever and it gets a banana. Well, it's the same with people. Same with people. And, you, you know, it's some, they think it's something for nothing, but then they start making them work for it, you see. And that's how you manipulate people so darned easily. It works on the majority of them. Now, British Petroleum has partnered with a third-party wellness organization. British Petroleum, the guys that poison the seas and stuff, have gone with a third-party wellness organization. My goodness, wellness, eh? I guess if you have fineness as well, how are you feeling? Well, I feel good, I feel well, I feel fine. So you have wellness, goodness, and fineness, I suppose. Anyway, stay well, well, health management to offer a variety of wellness, I hate even saying the word, programs that support your health needs and interests. These, let's call them what they are, health programs are available to BP retirees and their covered uh, spouse domestic partner. Participation in these programs also determines your eligibility to enroll in the Health Plus option. Health Plus, that's something better, isn't it? So you and your covered spouse domestic partner must each complete the health questionnaire requiring and earn a minimum. You earn a minimum of 1,000 points annually by participating in these programs. And then you get a banana, right? To learn more about these available activities in the BP wellness programs and associate points, visit the wellness section. Now, put all these links up tonight. And it's interesting to see the question questionnaire that they put out with it too. And uh, all the things you might get if you can measure up to and, and jump through hoops and pull levers and get bananas. So the wellness points goes on to, to the kind of 
plans you're in already, the Health Plus option, if you're in that, you'll, you, they can give you the uh, a higher one as well. And if you're currently enrolled in standard option or an HMO or currently elected no coverage, you and your covered spouse to partner must first satisfy the annual health questionnaire requirement to be eligible to enroll in the Health Plus option the following year. You jump through hoops, etc. You'll see the banana, but you won't just quite get it so very quickly. You must each then earn a minimum of 1,000 wellness points. Wellness points, oh my goodness. And complete the health questionnaire requirement each year to remain eligible for the option in subsequent years. Now, these plans you see, are not only uh, just for the corporations. These corporations are working together and lobbying governments and working with government to bring in national national health care plans. These are the guys who, as an alternative to having you end up in the hospital, they're going to try to keep you out of the hospital as much as possible by making you jump through hoops and get bananas instead of eating some meat or something. So this is how you're all being trained gradually, gradually, and lots of people have given me um, or sent emails on what's been done to them and what they have to do now and jump through and wear, wear pedometers and to, to measure their mileage every day. And you take these as suggestions, but you know darn well if you don't do it, you're going to get fired. You see? You'll still have to pay insurance, but you'll, you know, they'll still fire you if you don't keep up to scratch. And then there's also called the, another one called the Hero Board, the Hero Organization. And it's a stay well health management, you see. I'll put these links up to do with that. You'll see different characters have got on it, the psychologists, psychiatrists, etc., all to manipulate you and um, their strategies and program designs. And David W. Ballard is a is um American Psychological Association uh, member who is at the top there too, how they build their markets and build the people in the markets and, and their employees and everything else. Insurance is going to be the complete way of the future, you understand, uh, for everything. Everything that was called a service is going to come down to you via these insurance companies. And that is the way of the future, as Jacques Attali talked about in his book. And... Um, the first one he wrote, I've mentioned before years ago, was called Millennium, Winners and Losers in the Coming New World Order. Big, big player. He's an advisor to a whole bunch of uh, previous French presidents. He was more important than the presidents, even mentioned that in, in some of the French newspapers. And because uh, he was a, he was a guy who really run the show. And then went off to the United Nations. And then he came out with a brief history of the future. And when this guy says it, he's been at every top meeting with all the international corporations and all the governments working with them. He's telling you what's coming along here. And he said um, in this uh, brief history of the future on page 177, he says... uh, uh, a little bit, around 2050, the market will no longer be satisfied with organizing long-distance surveillance. You see, they're, they're, this is for up to the year 2050. You're all under uh, surveillance. They will no longer be satisfied with organizing long-distance surveillance. Mass-produced objects will allow everyone to monitor to his own compliance with the norms. Self-monitoring. That's a big, big uh, uh, term they use consistently on everything. Self-monitoring. That also means becoming Sovietized, like the Soviets. You know, you don't do it. You don't jump up and down in the streets, even if a monkey gives you a banana. I mean, just keep your straight face and carry on like nothing was happening. And it's self-monitoring. And you'll be told to wear different gadgetry. You'll be told to, you might even get uh, chips under the skin. But he says... So you'll also be able to monitor your own compliance with the norms. Now, the norms have to change, and as they change, you have to change with them. 
you, you monitor your own compliance with are you politically correct enough, you see, and self-surveillance will appear. Machines will permit everyone, public or private, to monitor his own consumption of energy, water. See, energy is a big one. Water, raw materials and so forth, while other machines will offer self-surveillance of his or her savings and inheritance. Are you in charge? Of course you're not. Yeah, banana. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, talking about the system we're in and where it's going and the projections to, to where they want to take it to, to, to at least the year 2050 uh, from Jacques Attali, who certainly does know because he's, he met, he's met every top corporation. He works with the big think tanks when they all get together, IBM and all the rest of them, and they know where they're taking us all by training us, you see. And it says here, these machines will also help save time, etc., it says, already the mirror scales, thermometer, alcohol tests, pregnancy tests, electrocardiograms, and countless sensors are measuring parameters, comparing them to a value self-styled normal and announcing the test results to the world. New technologies will rise to multiply these portable means of surveillance. Computers will be integrated into clothing, already is, by nanofibers, and will miniaturize still further the body's self-monitors. Electronic bugs worn subcutaneously under the skin will ceaselessly register heartbeat, blood pressure, cholesterol. Microprocessors connected to various organs uh, will watch their fluctuations uh, or, or functioning, it says, as compared to the norms. Miniature cameras, electronic sensors, biomarkers, nanomotors, and nanotubes. Microscopic sensors that can be introduced into the pulmonary alveoli of the bloodstream will give everyone the opportunity to measure permanently or periodically the parameters of his own body. They've just announced, by the way, uh, that they've got these nanotubes now uh, for that very purpose. That was in the paper last week, I mentioned it. On matters of education information, we shall also see the appearance of self-surveillance instruments and software for monitoring compliance. See, compliance is a big part. Self-compliance is all to do also with monitoring, self-monitoring. That's your behavior. That's everything. Understand the whole thing is behavior modification. When you start monitoring your own behavior, you're into uh, behavior modification. And it says, a matter of education information, but also the appearance of self-surveillance instruments and software for compliance with the norms related to knowledge. They will organize verification of acquaintances. The nomadic ubiquity of information will become the permanent monitor for knowledge. For a little longer, only doctors and teachers working together on production and testing of these self-surveillance devices will be authorized to, to use them. So use them the children first, you see, to, to make them used to it. Then these objects will be miniaturized, simplified, uh, manufactured at extremely low cost, and made available to all, despite the stern opposition of the experts with whom they will enter into competition. Surveillance will become nomadic. That's the Internet of Things. Everything's kind of communicating with everything, all the portable devices, and ubiquitous. Everyone will return with passion to these instruments addicted to them. Fear of physical uh, deterioration and of ignorance 
growing familiarity with nomadic objects, mistrust of the medical and educational guilds, and then faith in technological infallibility will open enormous markets for this variegated spectrum of devices, bent on establishing continual adjustments to their premiums on evaluation of the risks run by each of their clients. Insurance companies will urge them to participate in the markets that's happening now. They will therefore insist that their clients furnish proof that they use self-surveillance, and that's what they're already doing. And this is once again the collective services, this time state-run, will become mass-produced industrial products. Everything put in place over the last several decades will meet a, a triumphant conclusion. Everyone will now have become his own prison guard. I'll say that for the harder thinking again. Everyone will now have become his own prison guard. It's all behavior modification. And at the same time, individual freedom will have reached the mountaintop, at least in the imagination, by the use of new nomadic objects. And then they go on beyond the self-monitors, uh, and it says they'll become, and already are becoming self-repairers, making it possible to correct mistakes detected by the self-monitors. You'll be immediately, a little voice will go off in your, 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 either through your, your cell phone or a little chip near your brain probably, and, and tell you you've just made a, 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 a social mistake or something like that, you see. But he goes into insurance again on another page, and he says here, to manage mercantile time, the two dominant industries will, be, will stand, which will be, in, will be insurance and distraction. So the two dominant industries will be insurance and distraction. Insurance companies and the risk-covering institutions of the financial markets will create private pol- uh, police forces that will first take care of hyper-surveillance of businesses uh, and consumers and workers. These are private police forces. They will spend considerable sums to shape public opinion and gain the loyalty of their clients. They will uh, require of them the obligation to respect the norms and then the purchase of self-surveillance items. For the poorest uh, micro-insurance will no longer be, as it was in the ninth form, an instrument for promoting democracy, but its substitute it's a substitute for democracy, you understand. Similarly, the distraction industries will use surveillance technologies and offer performances ceaselessly adapted to the, recre- the reactions of the spectators, whose emotions will be permanently captured, monitored, and integrated into the play. The fact that the spectacle will be free of charge will serve as a support for new consumption in order not to be seen reduced to fear management, self-surveillance will dress itself up as information, as a game, or as entertainment. All of it will be self-surveillance. You're, you're helping to modify your own behavior for your masters, you understand. What remains of politics will also become a pure stage. It already is. Managed show, a stage managed show put on by politicians, occasional players in a neglected performance. And we're here, folks. This, we're already here with, with most of this. You've already been trained through so many ways to be politically correct on everything and socially correct on everything. And when a new norm crops up that's an opposite of an, an old norm, you must adjudge, uh, adjust immediately. Or your insurance and, and different companies will come down on you. And even private police forces will come down on you for why, why did you act this way when you saw this or read that or whatever, you know? Why, why, why was that reaction like that? Constant self-monitoring, and you are basically being told to alter yourself, which you will do through games and everything else. 
I get it even through the emails I get from people. The terminology, the new PC that they've been given, they, they just reel it off. People from Britain and elsewhere often refer to themselves as, now, I'm a European. It only took a few years to change them from being English or Scottish or whatever into being a European. Because, of course, that's the, the mantra over there. And they start parsing it, thinking they're, they're, they're good by, do, be, by being good, PC, political correct, you see. So we're, we're really on a roll now. And, of course, the electronic gadgetry is to be your jailer, in a sense. It'll be your jailer, it'll be your torturer as well, and it'll be the ones that deny you uh, certain privileges. Everything comes down to privileges, which you all pay for, of course, in the near future. We can't give you a job because you didn't wear this gadget to monitor your blood sugar and, and your, 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 your fats and so on. So that's how it's going to be, and you won't get a job, and you won't get certain foods either. You, you, there'll be no choice in anything anymore. There may be appearance of a choice, but really it's not a choice at all. And, uh, and I can see it working. Everything else has worked up till now. Why shouldn't it? Why shouldn't it work? So, I'll put a lot of links up tonight, too, to these insurance companies, because insurance companies are really going to manage everything, even governments, by the way. And uh, what can you say? What can you say? It's just um, it's so sad that people don't know what's happening to them. And they, they do like, like you have to say it, like dumb animals, they, they go for the baits, you know, like scratch in when they stand there and scratch one after another. A dollar or five dollars a time And this whole pile on the floor And do jump through hoops to please their bosses Okay, I'll wear this and I'll wear that Then you're saying all your rights away They know what you're doing at night They know what your blood pressure is here, there They'll, they'll know when your blood pressure goes up What you're doing then too, by the way Because it's different when you're walking <laughs> Anyway, there's nothing they won't know And you will quite happily participate with them And you'll also be taught to, to monitor your own behavior you get a little, little Peeps, maybe for maybe a single peep for you've done something wrong, a no-no, and you have to correct yourself, or and it might go into three peeps for a, for a bad one, and then get points, demerits for different things as well. It's nice being in the zoo, isn't it? It's really a circus, and we're all trained animals. But most will adapt right into it and think you're crazy if you if you didn't you don't go along with it. You really will think you're crazy. It's bad enough working in, in big organizations as it is, even some small ones, with the fact that you're being monitored externally with cameras for everything that you do in hospitals. Now, all the staff are, spend half their time at the computers. Every time they give a pill to someone, they've got to go and punch it up in the computers. Everybody's touching the computers. No one cleans them. Some are, are coming from people with wounds that have been dressed and stuff like that. And, and they're all using the same keyboards. And, of course, infection spreads. But you've got it, the computer runs your life and, and so on. And then your assessment too, if you're, if you're an employee in a hospital, whatever rank you happen to be in, doesn't matter, uh, you'll get your, your, your monthly assessment where they'll pull up certain things with it in your own camera, at a specific time, and the computer is recording something else at a specific time. Why didn't you do this first? Why did that? Why were you a minute late put punching this in? Well, I'm sorry, a person just dropped with a heart attack. You know how to deal you know, just <laughs> That's it. This is already happening. I know that because I talk to people in hospitals. So, that's your brave new world. And most folk don't even know that right now they've adapted right along the way to that, to that point anyway. And that's why I say, I don't, I am not a rah-rah cheerleader for the masses because I understand 
the weaponry that's already been used on the masses. And now they're preconditioned for the next step. You see? I understand the intensity and the micromanagement of this war. As I've mentioned many times in the past, just the children being trained to go through metal detectors to get get into school uh, was the start of it. They were training a generation that wouldn't have any problem being scanned and x-rayed and everything else down the road. That's how they do things. And they think it's quite natural. You know, okay, that's what you did that at school, so what's the difference with an airport, you know? Now, jumping to something else is uh, to do the Secret Service. Of course, everyone's heard about the Secret Service scandal uh, that cost some agents their jobs, supposedly. But this is, this is the norm. And to do with President Barack Obama uh, and uh, the Secret Service, it said Wednesday that three employees will leave their jobs over the sex scandal in a hotel in Colombia, which tarnished the elite presidential protection agency's image. They're being do, they do this wherever they go, and at that level, you understand. You hire hookers. This is all your tax money at work. It's the same with the G20 meets. It's a big separate bill for hookers that taxpayer pays for as well. Male and female, by the way. And they also have young ones, underage ones, for special high hootspots from other countries. We pay all that. This is the system. This is real life, folks. Get away from this. I don't know what kind of movies you're watching or what, you know. Real, this is real life. Real life is like what you see in the mafia movies. That's the reality. It's always been that way, though. It's always been that way. But anyway, it says that these guys are getting a little rap on the knuckles simply because a prostitute had an argument with one of them and who was, the guy was trying to give her less cash. And that's the only reason it blew up and got into the papers. Otherwise, because this is happens everywhere they go. They lay on hookers for them all. Even at that level. And you should see the ones at the G20. The G20, when it met in England once, a whole hotel was fitted with heart-shaped beds. Heart-shaped beds, just for the occasion. And the the British taxpayer funded all that, because I know there are poor who went there. And the hookers were all lined up for for interviews, and so on, the ones we're going to select from the male, female, and all the rest of it. You all pay for... This is real life. You think that, that the life of Caligula is long past? No, it's always been up there at the top. But better shielded today, you see. You have no idea. It's a big gangs run the world. And they have no problem discussing it amongst themselves. That's how they run the world. You are the test little monkey at the bottom that gets a banana. You see, for being compliant and good and all that. Being good is whatever they say is good today. Now, there's been so many uh, cases of sexual harassment, let's put it that way, in so many countries recently as, uh, again, our wellness is upgraded to be politically correct. See, we're all wellness crazy now. And um, and we're all politically correct now, too. And so when the new norms become different norms and got another new norm given to you, you see these, these particular things which folk could see way ahead of time what would happen are happening. And I know in New Zealand and other countries have had the same problems, Britain, too. And here's Australia, it says... Uh, Federal Parliamentary Speaker, that's the top honcho in Parliament, Peter Slipper, what an unfortunate name, has arrived back in Australia to face a barrage of questions over fraud allegations and claims that he sexually harassed a close aide. A close aide. Now, people say, what's new about that? There's nothing new, it's just a type. And Mr. Slipper was overseas when former staffer James Ashby launched a legal action in the federal court on Friday. So Mr. Slipper has now arrived in Sydney after his flight was diverted to Brisbane due to fog. 
and documents filed in the Federal Court Friday under the Fair Work Act detail alleged explicit text messages, unwanted sexual advances and inappropriate comments by Mr. Slipper towards Mr. Ashby. But, I mean, there's more and more and more of this stuff coming out now. And part of it is to condition you that this is all normal. You see, even the harassment is normal. And it's also to get people reacting emotionally and taking sides once again. Because the more you talk about something in the dialectic, the more normal you make it by simply going into the emotive argument rather than, in fact, the way of saying, well, everybody foresaw this would happen. You know, that kind of stuff. That's how they do it, you see. And someone asked me to, to do a, a talk on the music industry recently, but just today this came in, it was about Jonathan King. Now, Jonathan King also had a little bit of disgrace. Disgrace is nothing, you see, to guys with lots of cash. Uh, in the music industry, and he was caught uh, with a string of young boys. You know, his thing was very young boys. He says, the only apology I, apology I have is to say that I was good at seduction, he says. And when you go into who he is, he says, um, should the mere mention of his name return your stomach and raise your blood pressure, please be advised you're not the first to be appalled to, to uh, the degenerate recreations enjoyed by some in the music business, and I'd, I'd add in the political business as well, but that's no big deal. It's normal in, in, in politics. It says, um, Free Love, uh, Jonathan King. Uh, Free Love, by the way, was the agenda that H.G. Wells was writing about in the late 1800s for his masters in the Milner Group. This is part of the destruction of the family. It didn't start with uh, what later be called, was called communism. Uh, says Jonathan King complained in 1968 Music Maker magazine's article berating what he described as the seamy side of pop world as considered natural behaviour by a large portion of British youth. Really? Pop performers who on take sex wherever they find it and there are very uh, many outsiders willing to provide these facilities. Confessing that I do not know what the answer to the problem is, King, the be- then best known for his 1965 top 10 single, Everyone's Gone to the Moon, Noted that for some reason, when an affair ends, it always, it's always a star who suffers. Like, it's a standard psychopath that always blames someone else for it. I have nothing but contempt for these little glory seekers who trouble artists that they were so keen to sleep with. But then he goes into all the different songs and the groups he was involved with. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix, and just before I take a caller, just to mention that, that uh, this article here about Jonathan King goes into his, his life, which was basically, he was charged, and it says here from the newspapers, and, and the court, he was buggering little boys. And he also was basically a follower, you'll see it in his terminology of Alastair Crowley, uh, do what thou wilt as a whole of the law, etc., etc., if you just reword it a different way, it's the same thing. Now we'll go to Nikki from Vancouver. Are you there, Nikki? Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi, Alan. Um, we really live in some over-the-top kind of crazy times. Um, I'm just wondering, what, what can we do as a people of this world now since this whole diabolical scheme has been laid out for decades and centuries? Yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, how do we stop it? 
because the foundation is set and, and they're already implementing all of their plans. Yeah. And I think that if they're feeling threatened at any moment, I, I don't think everything's completely set up, but I think that if they're feeling threatened at any moment, whatever they've got set up mm -hmm. um, could be implemented. So what do we do to stop them? And, and what do we do to stay alive and ride it out? Well, that's a big kicker because you understand uh, we think we've been free in the past, and, and that itself was really the perception that were, it was given to us by media and, and, and so on, and, and the game of politics. Uh, in reality, we were already conditioned, and in, 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 right up to this present time, we've been conditioned and conditioned and conditioned. So it, it isn't just that. There's no organization that sits back and says, what, what should life naturally be? Uh, and uh, and then if they do, they'll start off into left-wing and right-wing nonsense, which is just the game that they were given, the dialectic game. So we have to say to ourselves, what kind of style, life, uh, style do, do we deserve for ourselves? How much control should we have over ourselves? And um, and again, we'd have to. It's not going to happen by pleading to government. You understand? I mean, this is a done saying, deal. As a people, don't we as a people need to? I mean rise up and do something because each day that goes by yep. is another day that it's getting locked in and yep. so many right. of us just through, through mm -hmm. eugenics and just through what they're going to do to us are, yep. we're going to be wiped out can't I, we I know and and, and that's the kicker now and and take our chances and you know mm -hmm. at least try to stop them yeah, there should be mass marches in the streets to deal with personal privacy. In fact, the inventor of the Internet, the WWW system, the World Wide Web, he came out last week and he said it. He said, he says, it's time to take to the streets. And, and he was quite serious about it. You know? I believe if, if people take to the streets now yeah. and do something, some of us won't make it. But I believe if we wait any longer and every day that goes by yeah. that we don't revolt, which we're going to have to do anyway, yeah. You understand, we, we, we're actually at the stage, we're at the same stage of the so-called Peasants' Rebellion back in, in, in England. Uh, we're actually uh, really at that stage. We don't have democracy. Uh, we don't have personal power. We're ignored by all those in power. They're a big club that works only with big international corporations. And you actually would need a, a real democracy, which we've never had. So they'd have to push but for I mean, that. Isn't there a way to, I mean... There's, I mean, these, this is so, this, everything is so infiltrated, and it's it's such yes. a disaster and a nightmare yes. that how we can't even we can't rely on anybody except the citizens. I mean, I'm talking about the citizens of the world rising up and taking taking everything back from these few crazy people. Yes, because they have told us in no uncertain terms where they're taking us. <laughs> you know, no input from us at all. We're kind of ignored, like the proles of Orwell. And we have to start taking charge of our own lives and, and uh, our own kind of natural sovereignty, if you like to call it that. Um, but not to be trained like animals, like the, they're talking about with Atali. This, this training of us all has to stop. But, but thanks for calling in. I, I wish you'd called in earlier. I should have taken the call earlier, but I didn't see it. Thanks for calling. Maybe call again tomorrow. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your God's goal with you. Thank you.